This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I was waiting for you to jump in there, but I realized you're not going to. So I better jump in. It's the happy hour. It's Chris Hello. It's Matt Scraby. No Tony Gwynn today. Junior is off for a couple of days and uh, enjoying the lavish life. Uh, he'll be back on Tuesday. We are running amok without him here on San Diego's number one sports talk station. 97.3, the fan, uh, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, did I mention that? Uh, not only can you listen to us, but you can watch the live stream now. Go to YouTube, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, whatever you must do. Search for 97.3 The Fan or 97.3 The Fan, SD, as it were, on Twitter. And you can watch us do this program. The more I'm thinking about this, Scraby, I think on Tuesday, you and I, not Tony because I know he'll never do it, and plus he's not here Monday. I think you and I on Tuesday kind of owe it to the people that have made our stream very popular. What are you about to sign me up for? I'm about to sign you up for some sort of costume on Tuesday. (laughs) At least a crazy hat. I don't have a crazy hat. I know. I don't either. I I don't have one either. That's the problem. You know, Lori is very crafty. Maybe she can make you a crazy hat. Nah, she's not that crafty. <laughs> I mean, I hate to throw her under the bus, but she's not that crafty. I thought she was. No, Lori's not crafty. Um, I I don't know. I just I I don't really want to go out and spend a million dollars on some costume, but I feel like people are going to tune in on Tuesday. It's Halloween, and they're going to expect something a little nutty from from just, especially from you and I. Why you from know, us? Because we're just that type. We're Tony little, is definitely we're a little the type. crazy out there. Tony's not the type. Have you seen his get-ups every single year? He was like a pharaoh the other year, and he didn't wear a shirt. Wait, what? He on his Instagram, I believe I've saw I've seen him. Wait a minute, as a what? pharaoh. What am I missing here? I'm gonna go look up his Instagram real quick because wow. it is. I don't know. Funny. It's Halloween on Tuesday, and I feel like we need to do something. I, I don't know what I can do. You want to but pass I feel out like candy? I'm going to let everybody down if I come in without some sort of costume. All right. All right. I mean, the more I thought about it, the the T-Rex from Toy Story <laughs> yes. sounded like it would be like ridiculously fun to kind of wear in here. Yeah. 
But there's no way I'm paying the 90 bucks for it. So That would be so hilarious to see you walking around with a tail and What would I how would I drive over to work? I don't know. Right? I mean you that's what I, that that's far. the kind of thing I think about. I know, but I'd still have to get in the car and get over here. Okay, Tony Tony did uh he wore a shirt, Chris, but here's his Pharaoh costume with his on his Instagram. Oh, I remember that photo. Yeah. yeah. See? He All dresses right. up. He dressed up last year. You know who dresses up really, really great every single year? No. DeAndre Hopkins. He, like, spends... Of all people. He spends, like, thousands of dollars. Like, I think he went as one of those blue uh, people from uh, Avatar one time. Okay. And his costume looks so realistic. It is insane how good he is at his costume. Some people go all out. No question about it. Uh, I don't know what we'll do, but hopefully uh, you'll tune in Tuesday... And uh, hopefully we'll have something good for you. I I feel like I'm going to be letting down all of the people who watch us. I don't know why you just put us on notice to come I in know. on Tuesday. I'm putting myself on notice so that maybe I'll do something this weekend and I'll, you know, figure out what I can wear. We have a uh, we, we have a suggestion oh, on I the stream. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> Chris should dress up as Columbo. Oh, I would need a wig. Columbo is actually was a very popular... Um, uh, guess for not guess, but popular selection for you on your TV character list. Oh, he's my number one choice. I know a he's lot of people guy. agreed with you. I love Columbo, man. That show was amazing. Uh, all I'd really need is a raincoat and a cigar, and I don't think that would be enough to get it done. You'd kind of need some sort of wig, so I looked a little like him. But Ooh, what if you came in as Carmen San Diego? Who? Carmen San Diego. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I don't know what Carmen San Diego looks like. Uh, well, she wears a red hat and a red uh, like um, overcoat, like a uh, trench coat. Look up Carmen San Diego. Can I wear anything under the trench coat? <laughs> yes, you would have to wear something under the trench coat, or else we would get fired for you being in here with that. Hey, why does everybody think that I'm a? I look like Chewbacca. That is like the number. Oh, don't even smile over there. Chris. I'm smiling. I, that is like the number one thing that has been mentioned in the streaming chat since we started it. Is that I look is like that Chewbacca? You dress up as Chewbacca. So why don't you? Because Chewbacca is a very tough costume to come by. Huh? There's lots of hair on Chewbacca. Oh, you could just buy yourself a yes, a two hundred dollar Chewbacca I know, costume. That's the problem. I'm not buying that kind of money. I, I can't spend that kind of money. All right, we'll have some fun. Hopefully on Tuesday, we'll have fun Monday too. But uh, Tony won't be here Monday. He'll be back on Tuesday for Halloween. Uh, all right, let's get into this Padre thing. Uh, there's not a whole lot new if you're just tuning in today. We know Bob Melvin left. We know that AJ Preller's under. You know, some scrutiny at the very least. And uh, along those lines, Kevin Acey wrote an article today that we uh, referenced and uh, directed many of you to read if you're so inclined. But he's trying to decode the comments of A.J. Preller. I think it's kind of an interesting idea for an article. You can check it out online at San Diego Union Tribune. Or you can see it in the paper probably tomorrow. Last uh, Before we get into this last suggestion for costumes... Ben and Woods. We be Ben and Woods. That no. would be kind of funny. That would be kind well, of funny. Hang on. Oh, you could get Ben's cutout. There you go. See, you don't even have to dress up as anything. You just need to put Ben's cutout in front of the Hello, Ben. How are you doing today? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm good. Thank you, Scrape. 
Oh, go to the stream and figure this one out because it's uh, kind of funny. Anyway, all right. So yeah, Dennis Lynn put together. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't even look at you. It must be Friday afternoon. It is definitely Friday afternoon at five oh seven p.m. Uh, all right. So Dennis Lynn put together this mailbag for the Athletic. You should definitely go to the Athletic and go to this and read it in full because there is a lot of great information in there. Uh, I just usually search for Dennis Lynn and it comes right up. But the first question on his list is something that we talked about a little bit earlier, or actually first uh, segment or two of the show, and it goes like this. A.J. Preller in, uh, said Melvin would be the manager in 2024, and that was clearly a lie. How much of what he said was actually true? Has he even talked to Scott Bur- Boris ab- at all about a Juan Soto extension, or was that just to save face? Um, this is all one question in the mailbag? All one question in the mailbag. Boy, that's a lot. Uh, Dennis Lynn. I don't want to give away Dennis Lynn's answers so you can go read Dennis Lynn's answers because that's the whole point of it. Yeah. But he does say that um, A.J. Preller has a credibility issue, especially with how this month unfolded. And I don't disagree with him. I, I said it in the beginning of the show is like the last maybe year, year or so. Anytime that I hear AJ Preller, I'm always questioning whether or not that, not that it's the truth, but how far, how, how much is he letting us know? How much is he really telling yeah, us? How yeah, how much is he really telling he us? He doesn't really tell us a lot. And uh, that's what I said earlier. And that's why I said that uh, I think people are starting to get a little frustrated by it all. You know, I think for a long time we were, we're, we're willing to kind of listen to it and look the other way. But I think the way this whole Bob Melvin thing went down, I think A.J. Preller needs to start coming a little more clean to us. And I'm talking about us fans, not us in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't owe the media anything. Yeah. Uh, but the fans, he owes something to. The fans pay the uh, pay the freight. They go to the games. They, they provide a lot of the income for uh, A.J. Preller and this Padre organization. I think that... I think it's unfair to say that A.J. Preller Preller has lied to us, but I don't think it's unfair to say that A.J. Preller has been less than truthful with us. Yeah. And I think those are two different things. Because lying, I think, comes with a bit of... Deceit, deceit, and and trying to kind of be you know you know mean about the whole thing. Yeah. Whereas being less than truthful, you're trying to be kind, but you're also not trying to tell her, give everything away. I. You know, I'd like to hear AJ Preller, you know, say, look, we acknowledge the fact that there has been some problems here. We are efforting to make sure that these problems don't happen anymore. And I think that, you know, the fact is that was kind of said three weeks ago in terms of whether AJ and Bob Melvin were going to get together and they were going to hash this all out. It's pretty clear to all of us that whatever hashing out they did didn't work. It didn't because Bob Melvin ended up out the out the door. I think that was if if AJ Preller has that press conference and see he can't. I, I don't think that he can go out there and say the first press conference I'm talking about when he said that Bob is going to be the manager. I don't think he would come out and say like we're not sure if Bob's going to be the manager. But at the same time, he kind of dug himself a little hole because he said that Bob would be back as manager in 2024 and. It didn't happen. And looking back, I was a little skeptical of the comment then because of the way it was handled and Bob wasn't there and Bob hadn't spoken yet. But I, I, I think that he maybe should have uh, said something else because then we he wasn't misleading fans. I personally believe that Bob Melvin was going to be back because of all that we have heard, had heard, and it just 
wasn't the truth, and it changed so quick. I think that's the – you said it earlier. I don't know who you said it to, but you said it earlier, and it was – things changed so fast, and it happened in less than, like, three days. It was Sunday, he's interviewing, or he's been allowed to interview with the Giants, Bob Melvin. Then Monday, Tuesday, we were left to our own devices. Then Tuesday night, it was like, he's the manager. Then Wednesday morning, before I even get to work, he's already done his press conference, taking his pictures, put on his jersey. That is quick, which tells me there was a lot more behind the scenes going on to facilitate this. Yeah, and it also tells me that what they said three weeks ago, they didn't really believe. Yes. Bob Melvin said, I'm looking forward to being back. A.J. Preller said, I'm looking forward to having Bob Melvin back, and we're excited about next season. Yeah. That just couldn't have been accurate. Couldn't. Could not possibly have been Things accurate. Things don't come together. Like, sometimes they may come together that quick, but I just don't think with all the moving parts that were involved in this that you could you could have that come together in three days. But right. I could be wrong. No. No, not okay. you. <laughs> yeah. Not you. Not me. It's the last time you were wrong. Uh, the other, the other uh, question for Dennis Lynn in his mailbag in the Athletic. Again, just go there and search for Dennis Lynn. Uh, would you agree the Padres take a patient approach toward a Soto decision, or is this something they would resolve early if they were going to trade him? Uh, again, go and read what Dennis Lynn said. But he does say at the end, when the team treks to South Korea in March, there seems to be a decent chance Soto won't be on that flight, which raises another red flag for me, Chris, because we heard the news the other day that Bob Melvin was in favor of trading Juan Soto. And so that led me to believe that the organization wants to keep Juan Soto. But now all these rumors are out that he's going to be traded. And now there's speculation that he might not even be on the team by the beginning of next season. It all doesn't make sense. It makes sense to me. Really? It really does. I, I told you why I don't think Bob Melvin was a big Juan Soto fan. And I think it has to do with Juan Soto's perceived perceived personality as a diva. I don't think Bob Melvin cares for diva-like athletes and I feel like Soto is a bit of a diva that's my perception um you know I'm not around the clubhouse I'm not on the traveling squad so I don't know for sure but he just comes off as a guy who's very much in love with himself and he's a fantastic player when he's performing well but when he isn't which uh, was the case in April May and most of June uh, that kind of uh, attitude can become a little wearing. So I can understand why Bob Melvin may not have liked him. And then I can understand why the Padres may end up having to trade him. Because they have to cut payroll. They're two different issues. Two different reasons. And, you know, just because Bob Melvin's gone doesn't mean Juan Soto is definitely staying. Because the Padres still have to cut payroll in some way, shape, or form. That's what we've been told. That's what we've read. That's what we've been led to believe. This all is going to. If they don't cut payroll, then there's no reason to part with Juan Soto. But if they must cut payroll, which we've been led to believe, Juan Soto's a good place to start. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he he will take the biggest chunk out of that payroll that they need to save by saving the 33 or $35 million he's going to make in his last year of arbitration. It. it the whole thing with Juan Soto kind of disappoints me. Remember how excited we were for Juan Soto to come to town? Remember how excited I we was were going the first into game. the year? I you was were. at the first game. You were. When uh, Drury hit the Grand Slam. Yeah. After Soto and after Josh Bell came up and we thought we were never going to lose a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, is, that is true. That is true. But yeah. the, now we're at the end of this, the the. Year and a half that he's played with the team, and the two and a half seasons that he was uh, going to have with the team, and he's on his way out the door, possibly. Like that doesn't it, it? 
this was but supposed he has to go to be such his, a different way. He has to be on his way out the door if they're going to cut the payroll they say they need to cut. Or that we have been reading that they need to cut. That's that's what I can't get over, which I need so, to. Which right, I need to get we'll cut. We'll see. And look, everything's up in the air. It's fun to talk about. It's less fun to see it come to a fruition in one way or the other. We will see how it all turns out. But the SS Padre continues to sail on through murky waters, as uh, mentioned uh, several times this week. All right, the top of the first inning of the first game of the World Series is in the books. The Diamondbacks went in order, retired by Nathan Avaldi. Now Zach Gallen takes the hill to face the Red Hot Rangers. No score, Game 1 World Series. We will check traffic, come back with more Gwen and Chris. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Watch you are beat the Halloween rush. Smart and Final is everything you need for spooky season. And uh, it all comes at prices that are anything but scary. Use boy, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, spooky season. Prices that are anything but scary. <laughs> Use promo code three free. That's the number three, then the letters F R E E, all in one word, for free delivery on your next three orders of forty five dollars or more. That's smart and final. Halloween is Tuesday. Scraby and I are starting to think. Well, I'm thinking about you know if we should dress up for the people that look at us and watch us on the. Uh, on the uh, YouTube stream. You know, you you got everybody riled up. I do. Yeah, they want to see it now. Now they want to see something. Now I got to go get something. We'll have to get something. Uh, Texas has just jumped in front of Arizona one to nothing. Evan Carter with an RBI double in the bottom of the first inning. Split the gap. Split the gap? Remember when they used to have only one advertisement in the outfield in every ballpark? And it was. No, I don't. <laughs> the advertisement was the gap. Ooh, and they put a, it up in the gaps. The only problem I don't. The only problem with that is that the guy who owns the A's is also like the founder of the gap. 
Uh, well, we know he's not advertising anymore because he would never <laughs> spend any money like that. That is true. Yeah, Adolis Garcia's up at bat now. He's one RBI short of the all-time postseason RBI record for one postseason. The record is 21, held by David Freeze back in 2011. Garcia already has 20 RBIs this postseason. That's nuts, ridiculous. He just got a. They just. Uh... Bad call by the umpire. You think he's a scary guy? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have the guts to call a strike on this guy. Yeah, he might hurt. especially one that's not a strike. He might turn around <laughs> and slug me. Maybe. He Maybe. Looks, he does look like an intimidating fellow. All right, let's go to a Daniel in Chula Vista. He's on the phones here, talking a lot about Bob Melvin, the Padres, Juan Soto. Daniel's got a thought or two. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Hey guys, thanks for letting me. Give a call. Or give of my course. Yeah, jump Melvin. in there. Jump in, sir. Okay. Well, this is my my point of view. Um, in in my opinion, I feel like the Padres did good by letting Bob Melvin go. Actually, I mean, I was one of those callers that I've called before and said that I felt that the team identity is always the the coach. The coach is the identity of the team. Okay. And I feel like Bob Melvin was uh at best, he's a 500 manager. You know, I mean, he's he's a a good manager for like an A's team coming up. You know, right. but you know, we needed you know we needed a a coach like like Bochi. You know, Bochi is the type of coach that he he. I've, I've been a Padre fan forever, and I remember the days when Bochi. You know, he did the you know with the players he had when he first started with the Padres. It wasn't the greatest of Padres of teams, you know, but as he got players, he, you know, he became a really good coach. You know, we won divisions. We went to the World Series. Right. You know, he just, and then when he went to the Giants, obviously he had players and he became, you know, he's a key, you know, he knows how to coach a good player team. And Bob Melvin wasn't that coach. Yeah. And I just feel that Bob Melvin. I mean, who would you like to see be, come in, David? Now that we're in this situation, uh, Daniel, I'm sorry. Who would you like to see come in at this point? Have anybody in mind? God, I mean, it has to be somebody that has either won it, or some, you know, or or a coach. I don't know, like I, Ron Washington, somebody disciplined, somebody that I have heard from players that just respect that yeah. coach. Yeah, you know, somebody that that. That is not afraid to say no to the players and or the GM like Bochy was. <laughs> well, that's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Thank you, Daniel. Daniel, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. It's going to be really tough to find a manager that wants to come in here and, you know, potentially have it suggested to him what he should do. By A.J. Preller all the time. Hey, A.J. Preller said... I brought that up. I mean, if we perceive it, I'm sure people throughout baseball perceive it all as well. Yeah, and A.J. Preller said in his uh, press conference earlier this week that he wants to work with someone that he can collaborate with. And uh, in that Kevin Acey article we mentioned earlier, he was... uh, you know, AJ Preller is a guy who wants input and maybe wants to talk about things at all hours, like two thirty in the morning. AJ Preller might want to talk about the lineup, and so he needs a guy like that. But when we're when people mention these these names that I would I would like to have, you have to ask yourself at the same time: Would that person get along with AJ Preller? 
because that's that's the deal. Is that AJ's here? He's the general manager. He's the president of baseball operations, and so the manager coming in is going to have to be okay with that. Adelise Garcia just tied the record. RBI base hit knocks in the run. Two nothing now in favor of Texas over Arizona. Rangers still batting in the bottom of the first inning. Garcia, unreal. 21 RBIs this postseason, and he's just starting the World Series. It's pretty ridiculous. Who knows what he's going to put that number up to by the time it's over. Here's an interesting quick stat for you. Bob Melvin's all-time record. In the history of baseball, right? He's been managing for 20 years with the Mariners, the Diamondbacks, the A's, the Padres, you name it. His all-time record, Scraby, is 1,533 wins, 1,448 losses. That includes postseason play. So that mean? And that's a 516 winning percentage. That's plenty of sample size. All right. Just off the top of your head, Bruce Bochy. Mm, gosh. Higher or lower? Of a win percentage? Winner percentage than Bob Melvin. Uh, you're asking the wrong guy because I just looked this up the other day. Oh, I believe okay. he's only eight wins below 500. He's below 500. That's right. 2093, 2101, 499. So it's just interesting. Bochy's. A Hall of Famer. That's what happens when you also, win World Series. He's also a 500 manager. The regular season only matters to get into the postseason. Yeah, it's just it's just the perception is is crazy. That I is love Bochy as much as anybody. Don't get me wrong, but as postseason manager of the Padres, his record was eight and sixteen. That's not very good. They had a couple first round exits too. Sweeps, sweeps to the Cardinals, right? Yeah. All right. Take a break. Buster Only is our interview of the week. When you hear this interview on your way home or wherever you might be, you will understand why it's interview of the week. He was outstanding, helping us break down this Padres situation. Come back with more Gwen and Chris in a moment. Previously on the John Cantera Show. You know, as far as Juan Soto, I would love to have him here. I mean, to be honest with you, probably the best way to go, and they can't do it now because they're locked in, but, I mean, you got two of the bright lights at all of Major League Baseball sitting here in San Diego right now, Fernando Tatis Jr., who I think will be better next year than he was this year. Then you got Juan Nathan, of all these off to a good start in game one of the World Series, the Texas right-hander has uh, retired the side in order in each the first and second inning. Struck out the side in inning number two, you I say, Scraby? So. I believe so. Uh, the home plate umpire, who I don't know who it is, uh, and I don't really feel like looking it up. I don't even know how to check. Uh, it's uh, If you go to GameCast... Uh, on ESPN, uh, on the left side there, they list all the umpires, uh, I think. I'm, gonna go, okay, I'm, gonna I'm not sure him. who it is, but he is calling pitches outside the strike zone yes. strikes. And that's okay as long as the players figure it out and adjust. But if you're pitching in this game, if you're Evaldi or Zach Gallen, you need to throw curveballs off the outside corner to right-handed hitters because he's calling them strikes. They're DJ not even strikes. Rayburn. Oh, DJ Rayburn, yeah. I mean, if Maddox was pitching in this game, Maddox wouldn't throw anything even close to the strike zone until DJ Rayburn started calling it a ball. 
There's no reason to throw a strike if the umpire is going to call ball strikes. Got to make that adjustment. Or or you got to swing too, right? Or a lot of people would say, get it's the, not a strike. No, yeah, get the get the mechanical lumps in there and get it right. That's so, what I just said. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what you meant. All right, uh, Chris Ello here, Scraby there, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. off for the uh, day and the weekend and uh, coming back on Tuesday. Halloween. <laughs> it's very good, actually. Thank you. I work it's on it. one of the it. better things you do. You know what's really funny is when I walk my dog past uh, one of the houses, mm-hmm. it has a big inflatable, like, scary cat and uh, not a fan of the scary cat. Like, loses, loses... The mind just goes oh, the crazy. Dog. I yeah, thought the dog. you were. I thought no. you weren't a fan of the scary. Oh cat. no, I don't care about the scary cat. We have to make a way around the scary cat because it has upset Lucky so much. Um, my wife, the lovely one, Lori, Lori, she walks past all the scary stuff that's out in our mm-hmm. neighborhood. And what does Kylie do? And tells Kylie. Oh, isn't that scary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Connie's, gosh. Connie's response to that is complete. Who cares and knows what you're talking about? Let's get, home and, let's get home and eat. I do that, too. Yeah. That's the way my wife thinks. My wife thinks that if she finds something to be a little bit scary, the dog probably does, too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Nah, but it's it's probably not really the case. I hate to say that that cat in in the neighborhood is scary, but mm-hmm. uh, he, he yeah, it's just um, yeah he, the Halloween his favorite. He there's also this, I, I'm really I'm kind of surprised, stunned, whatever the word is, that your dog has a reaction to a an inflatable blow up. Well, the cat is kind of like on its on its front legs and it looks the dog evil. doesn't know it's a cat yeah he does yeah he does he definitely knows it's, it's an a cat. inflatable thing he and doesn't look at cat. that and go that's a cat he no he says that thing i don't know what it is but it's bigger than me and it's gonna kill me so i better kill it first that's what lucky does and there's right, another one my that- point is is that he's scared of the thing because it's big and maybe a little menacing and cat-like. He does. <laughs> he doesn't think it's a cat. He may think it it's could a cat. be a big inflatable elephant. There's a- and he would probably be cowering in the face of that no, as well. He loves elephants. Please, uh, you know. There's another house that has uh, like motion censored little graves that start like talking and stuff as you walk by. And every time I, I wait for it, every single time, because I know he's going to forget that the thing goes off and then it goes off and he loses his mind. Halloween, not his favorite time of year. When does the Halloween decorations, when do they have to be down? And by when do Christmas decorations have to go up in your In estimation? my estimation, uh, Halloween decorations need to come down the first week after Halloween. First so couple days after. So you get Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You they get until be Sunday. Down. Saturday down by next week. Christmas lights. My dad used to do a lot of Christmas lights, so he would start right after Thanksgiving. But I'm okay with Christmas lights once December gets here. All right. What What about you? What if when I go to take my Halloween lights down? Okay. Yeah. Next week. You have Halloween lights? Yes, orange. Oh, wow. Okay. Orange blinking lights for Halloween. And you put up your other ones? While I'm up there, 
It's very possible, Scrabe, that I will put the Christmas lights up the first week of November because I don't feel like climbing up there twice. I understand. I understand you don't feel that like seems doing fair. That. It's too early. It's too early. Damn it! But you can put them up there and not plug them in until after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I need to get them up there. I can't <laughs> climb up there twice. Okay, I just can't do it. Do you have the icicle lights? Is that what you do? Yes. Oh, I do. okay. It looks very nice. Thank you. Very classy look. I think so. All right, let's get to traffic and then our interview of the week. You'll enjoy Buster Only helping us break down this Padre situation. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Buster Olney from Sunday Night Baseball and uh, all of the other great things that Buster does uh, at ESPN. Thanks so much for your time, Buster. Good to have you on the show. How are you? I'm doing okay. Good to talk with you guys. Thanks so much. Uh, Obviously, uh, we'll start with Bob Melvin. A few days ago, he was manager of the Padres. Now he's the manager of the Giants. Uh, How does all this look to everybody in the outside looking in around baseball? Well, folks with other teams uh, were surprised when we got the initial announcement that Bob was going to continue as the Padres manager because they had just been hearing the stories of the unhappiness. And they fully expected that, uh, you know, one way or another, Bob was going to be out of there, whether he was fired or, you know, something like happened with the Giants worked out. You know, as soon as the the Giants moved on from Gabe Kapler, I mean, I was hearing from people right away, like that's the guy that Farhan wants is Bob Melvin uh, because he'd worked with him with the athletics. And so there was a lot of anticipation of that. So initially when the Padres, you know, were telling people that, you know, we're going to move forward, there are people like, really? <laughs> like uh, given, given the, the degree of discord, you know, and I, and I've seen AJ's quotes from today where he, and I did not hear them, but I, I saw them where he basically was, uh, you know, we got along fine. I, I, I mean, that, is not at all reflective of what you heard during the course of the year, that it was an oil and water situation between AJ and, and Bob. And, you know, only those two guys really know who's responsible for that. They're the only ones who could figure it out. I think that's what Peter Seidler, when uh, 
you know, late in the year. He was uh, there's certainly a lot of indication he wanted the two of them to work it out. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what uh, what happens going forward. I, you know, I had someone say to me that uh, the other day with one of the, the teams that is still competing, uh, well, you know, there's one common denominator with all the manager turnover in San Diego, and that's AJ. So it'll be interesting to see what, uh, you know, what adjustments he makes going forward. Buster, obviously the Padres begin their search now for a manager. I mean, it. how do you expect this kind of uh, search to go? I, I mean, I would imagine if the word has gotten out in terms of Bob Melvin being unhappy, and you mentioned, you know, the the thought that the turnover and AJ may be the 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 common denominator. How do you think the search will go outside the organization? Yeah, and it might be a little bit bit be a lot like what happened with the Red Sox and the head of baseball operations, right? Where uh, you know the Red Sox wanted to bring in a Mike Hazen. They wanted to talk to other people at experience, including you know talking with Kim Ang. And they were turned down over and over and over by people who are like, uh, essentially, I, I think Brandon Gomes, for example, the general manager of the Dodgers, given a choice between being the head of baseball operations in the Red Sox or staying in place where they were, they were saying, no, there's there's too much that, you know, too much uncertainty in that situation or whatever the reasons were. But right. it was clear a lot of people were turning them down. I think that's probably to some degree what the Padres might, uh, you know, might bump into, you know, based on, uh, you know, based on the stuff that I was seeing this year about the issues between Bob and AJ, which I think were fairly apparent early on after Bob joined the team. uh, I think they really need someone who AJ has worked with in the past. He needs to pick somebody who's comfortable with him and his style, uh, you know, his level of intensity. um, and, And, you know, Mike Schilt knows him. And Ryan Flaherty knows him. And, you know, given everything that went on this year, you want someone that you can yeah. feel like can foster some degree of togetherness within that clubhouse and pull guys together. You know, is that Flash? Uh, is it Mike Schilt? Uh, I, I think those are the big questions for AJ as he moves forward. And I think AJ needs to, and I'd say this to him if he called me and asked, my, asked me my opinion, like he has to figure out and do some quality control in what he does and ask the question. So I've had, you know, the, these various people of various range of experiences, and they're walking away, and they're not happy. And what can, you know, what can he do better in in how he communicates and how he goes back and forth uh, with the manager to make that situation better? Because it was ugly this year. Buster only is with us. It was uh, it was not pretty on the field. We definitely know that, Buster. Although the Padres finished up only two games back of the Diamondbacks when it was all said <laughs> and done, so go figure yeah. go figure all of that. Uh, I, we were talking just during the last break here. I, can all of this unrest affect the mind of somebody like a Juan Soto or the mind of you know people like that who are you know, going to be free agents or need contracts, et cetera. I mean, Blake Snell, et cetera, Josh Hader. I mean, can this kind of thing come back to bite the Padres in other ways? It's it's possible. I think with, uh, you know, guys who have choices, uh, you know, maybe between uh, if you get a veteran, I'm just, I don't have a name in particular. You get a veteran who has three choices and he wants to, you know, go to a place where he feels good about the chance of winning after what happened this year. Maybe you're not feeling so good. 
But I think the number one question right now around the Padres is where's their payroll going to be? Because that's going to dictate a lot. The bottom line is if you're going to cut their payroll down from where they were, you know, to, as Kevin A.C. suggested, uh, you know, back, I think, at the end of August, beginning of September, $200 million, that means significant change. Like, you can't keep necessarily a Juan Soto uh, and along with a Manny Machado and a Bogarts and Darvish. and You can't fit all those contracts in. At some point, you got to start making choices if, in fact, they're going to bring the payroll down. If they're going to p- keep the payroll up, then, then yeah, then I think that, uh, you know, Soto's going to evaluate all that. I would say this, too, that generally speaking, you know, my experience is, is that players, for the most part, uh, will take money. Uh, at the highest dollar figure. <laughs> an exception, as you guys know, uh, you know, the, the Padres offered him more money than the Phillies, but he wanted to play with the Phillies. I, I thought that was the exception. It's more like CC Sabathia when he was a free agent. Yeah. The, uh, the Angels offered him $100 million, the highest offer from any team in the state of California, and the Yankees offered him 161. I think CC held his nose and said, okay, I'll take the bigger contract. <laughs> he felt the responsibility. You know what? He went there and he enjoyed it. He did. It turned out he, and he signed extensions. He loved it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's the, the first question is, and, and I think everyone wants to know, is where is their payroll going to be? Because that's going to dictate so much of the, so many of the decisions they have going forward. Buster only joins us, ESPN. And, Buster, you bringing up CC brings me right back to Juan Soto because you're right. CeCe did not was not happy initially going to New York, but he ended up loving it and now he makes his home there. Juan Soto's been here now for a season and and, and a half and uh he's had a good great season last year. It wasn't his norm, but it still was a a great season. Do you see him possibly staying here in San Diego or is it is he destined to hit the free agent market and, and test the waters as a Boris client? Well, and you, you, Anthony, you, you absolutely framed it perfectly because you know and I know that the vast majority of the Boris clients get, who get this close to free agency, they're going to go and test the market. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some exceptions. Uh, you know, Jared Weaver basically forcing his way back to the, to the Angels and, and Andrew Jones making a deal on the side with the Braves, it, it felt like. But for the most part, the Boris guys are going to go out and test the marketplace and and why wouldn't you? Um, you know, and I do think that he needs – Soto needs a full year from beginning to end where he just dominates. Yeah. And it felt like as time went on, uh, you know, he was more comfortable. I will tell you from talking with executives of other teams, it's becoming an open question of, okay, what is his – excuse me, is his comfort level really important to what he's going to bring to the table? Uh, because there, you know, as you remember, when he joined the Padres, it took a while for him to get yeah. going. Beginning of the year, he was putting pressure on himself. Well, if you're an executive in in a big market, say New York, <laughs> yeah. in Boston, you're asking the question. So, if he comes here, is there yeah. going to be a period of adjustment? Is he is he necessarily someone who's going to like it here? What happens if he starts getting booed? What's the reaction from him? Those are now questions that sort of hang over him. It's not to say people don't respect his talent or don't think he can thrive, but I think that question is now attached to him moving forward. Well, the Padres situation, uh, soap opera rages on. Meanwhile, the World Series is coming up, and one of our former managers is once again in the World Series. It's really amazing, Bruce Bochy, and uh, 
I, I, I'm sure you've heard all the same things that everybody else tells us, that uh, his communication skills and his ability to make guys comfortable is second to none and his ability to handle a bullpen. But Texas and Arizona can't possibly be a World Series that anybody predicted, Buster. What do you think of this matchup on the, uh, on the, uh, on the eve of the Fall Classic? No, back in February, I put in a ticket in Vegas for that exact one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good Lord. I, you know, my line about the Diamondbacks is, has been, and, and, and I'm sure, Anthony, you did this when you guys won, where you'll hear, hear players and managers when they, you know, they win a championship, they go, no one believed in us. I mean, they could be the biggest prohibitive favorite ever, yeah. and that is the mantra you hear. <laughs> well, this is the first time in the history of sports it's actually true. where no one thought this team had a chance uh you know and and it wasn't like they they won one series right they went through a gauntlet of these terrific teams the brewers with their pitching at the end they dismissed them they beat the dodgers you know first two games in dodger stadium then they beat the phillies who i think everybody thought they were the best team you know left on the board so they're in a great position uh you know and the rangers uh, you're talking about a, a team that, you know, didn't look very promising at all. I, I was talking to, to Boach about this earlier in the year when, you know, I said, when did you think that you guys might have a chance to be good? And I, he said, you know, I, I thought our pitching, if DeGrom was healthy, you know, that that could be okay. And our offense, I thought, would be good. But then early in the year, they began to show signs of having a lot of depth in that lineup. And that's when he felt like they turned the corner. And, and it's so funny. They have such a distinct personality, which I think in some ways reflects Boach's personality. Um, you know, you remember guys early in the year when teams would start doing these home run celebrations. And I really, I'm, I don't mean to bang on these, but, you know, teams are doing the homer hose and the, you know, the, the helmets and the spikes and doing all those things in their dugout. And I called one of the Rangers players, and I was like, what are you guys doing? He goes, you don't do that crap. (laughs) Marcus Simeon is such a great pro, and Corey Seager is a great pro. You know, those guys set the tone, and DeGrom has that personality. And Texas had a lead when we uh, started the interview, but that has gone away. Corbin Carroll, a two-run triple. Wow. Followed by an RBI ground out. Carroll scoots home from third. It's now Arizona 3, Texas 2. Top of the third inning, game one of the World Series. Enjoy the fall classic this weekend. Enjoy the football this weekend. Enjoy the uh, first NBA weekend. We'll be back to recap it all on Monday. For Matt Scraby, I'm Chris Ello. Thanks for joining us on the YouTube stream. And uh, we'll see you again Monday at 2 o'clock right here on 97.3 The Fan. Adios. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 